2: We were right, excuse me we roll right into Hour 2 of WEI Football Sunday from the Best Yet Brand Studios we go to the Harbor One Hotline to talk to our friend Tommy Kern. Tommy is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lapresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. The hair doctor of Tommy Kern. a 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. To the Harbor One Hotline, Tom Kern. good morning. What's up, Gresh? How you been, buddy? We're uh, we're all right. We're doing our thing here, and uh, I know uh, you're. Uh, you and I have a mutual friend, even though he's a scallywag. That Mike Giardi. Uh, he had a, a tweet yesterday about uh, Mac Jones having tingly toes. What do you make of uh, not only the report? Does it matter? How much does it factor into today at all? Well, it's interesting
3: because I'm sure that emanates from certainly the Mac Jones camp, whether that be Mac himself, the agent, trainer, family, wherever. Um, but it's a breadcrumb and it's a breadcrumb that the Patriots wouldn't release. So it continues to be a little leaky there. And is it floated as, Hey, if he looks like ass today, (laughs) he had a bad toe too, you know, um, probably best to just sail forward if you're the Mac Jones contingent, Mac Jones Inc. Um, Into what should be turning the page and moving on. But I don't know how bad the toe numbness is. I mean, he's not on the injury report with a toe. So, uh, you know. Well, yeah. How much can it bother him? I mean,
4: well, I mean, and to that point, I mean, we've saw Mac Jones be listed as limited when he, by all accounts, three weeks ago was extremely limited, like barely out there, but he's still listed as limited. And then the day after he plays in his first game in weeks and only plays three series, he's off the injury report altogether. Not even the full participant with the ankle, like just straight up off of there. Like, how much is this Bill Belichick Mac Jones relationship thing still a thing?
3: I don't know. I honestly don't. I, I, I really believe that uh, a portion of Bill wants to make sure that Mac feels supported and they move forward because I, I look at Bill's comments this week when I asked him about Mac's performance. And he said, well, he hasn't played in three weeks. It was giving him an out. And we just kind of wanted to knock the rust off, seemed to be the overriding message there. But on the other hand, too, he needs wiggle room. And I think that's why, and I'm sure Wiggy loves this conversation, I'm sure that's why Bill does not declare that, hey, Mac's our guy. We're going to go with him. Even though Bill would love that to be the case, he's played a little too erratically and undependably to just say, yeah, that's our guy, because he doesn't know what he's capable of to the good
5: and to the bad yeah i I agree with you on that one tom i i think the biggest thing now moving forward here is does bill belichick in his mind does he still have the uh uh, a realistic bullpen where he Mm -hmm. looks at it and goes all right you know he's struggling a little bit maybe we're down 14-3 let's go to zappy or is this it have we seen that bullpen type of play be pulled and now it's just I'm sticking with the one guy and it, if it's Mac Jones, I'm riding him no matter what? Or do we still think that we could see Billy Zappi playing this game today?
3: If he plays horrendously, I would not close the door on it. If he's becoming an impediment to winning, if he's hijacking the offensive promise and putting a win in the balance because he's playing badly, Mac Jones, then, then certainly. I just don't think he's going to do that. Um, we can look at plays in the context of games in which he's made, made you know, cement-headed decisions. Really, we forget about those third and three and fourth and three heaves down the middle of the field against Miami, which had no chance at all. They were just, you know, hand punts. And those are in the mix, too, where I think maybe if you're Bill Belichick, you investigate that. But what what I'm curious about is, if you take Mac Jones out and put Bailey Zappi in, is Bill Belichick able to go back to Mac Jones readily when he thinks he's, you know, got it sorted out? Well, I Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom I, mean, I don't, don't you think that rotation is something that virtually no coach but Bill would entertain?
5: Yeah, I don't think it works. But I, I'm not even saying Mac plays horrendous. I like. I don't think Mac should have been pulled after three series uh, against the Chicago Bears. But like, say if you're in that situation, does. Does Bill stay with Mac, or does he go? All right, we're down ten nothing. I'm going to Zappi? I mean, I'm not. I don't want to say horrendous. Where it's like, okay, they're down. You know, 28 points. I want. To, I'm saying more along what we've seen in Chicago. Do we see that again, or is that off the table?
3: That's a good question. Let's look at the context of the two touchdowns that Bailey Zappi led the Patriots to. There was a massive breakdown leading to. Um, Kobe Myers being open, and it wasn't a great throw. He had to crawl into the end zone with it. He made it good. Okay. And then the Devontae Parker jump ball was a, was a good play. You know, but it was kind of – I wouldn't say that Mac, that Bailey Zappy came in and had the offense clicking on all cylinders further when they got behind and he was like, okay, now we got to throw and come from behind. He wasn't capable physically of doing that at this point. I don't think he's as good a quarterback as Mac Jones at this point. And I think that's a large part of why the offense is called differently. Not because of sabotage, but it's because, well, Mac can speak a different language. Why do we want to have him in primitive, you know, rock rock and fire, like caveman stuff, which is what Bailey Zappi is running, to his credit, well, against some crappy teams. But Mac is more advanced. He should be able to run a more sophisticated offense with success.
2: Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here with uh, WEEI Football Sunday. Now that we've had some time to think about it and we've seen what has happened over the last month, what is your best guess as to why Bill Belichick has handled this the way he has?
3: A lot of it had to do with the injury itself. It was serious enough that he didn't want to be pushing the kid back. I believe that Mac Jones pushed and pushed and pushed to be out there last week and, Bill, against his better judgment, put him out there. And then also, Mac went and performed in a way that harkens back to what he's been doing since the bye last year, not all the way through. He's had some good games in there and losses, but you know, beginning with that Indianapolis Colts game where he had two picks, one he threw straight to Darius Leonard in the red zone, so it's a combination of factors. And I think Mac has lost Bill Belichick's trust to an extent. And we can look at the Mike Lombardi quotes again. I don't think he speaks for Bill. I spoke to Mike Lombardi about it. He said, I, I have my own opinions. I'm not formulating them because of Bill. But Mike Lombardi's opinions that you know, Mac is going to find himself out of the league, which was hyperbolic, if he keeps making these decisions, certainly I think Bill shared those beliefs more than, than, than I thought. I've been a blanket absolution guy for Mac Jones most of the year. It's not his fault. Just an innocent bystander, victim of circumstance. What do you expect? They ask him to throw it downfield, new coaches.
4: And I don't think Bill sees it as the same way I do. <laughs> Is there anything Mac Jones can do today where we won't mention the name Bailey Zappi next week? Absolutely, yeah. It, just play with the level of efficiency
3: and crispness in and out of the huddle, at the line. Um, offense moves down the field, just sees the team. And I think that it's going to be hard to do that against a good defensive team, especially with David Andrews out. But I think that that opportunity is there for him today and, and really any of these days. Just be accurate, make good decisions, look more than anything, in and out of the huddle, quick to the line, look like you're in command, run the offense, inspire confidence, because right now I think confidence is at a low.
5: Tom, one of the things that you just said that I thought was very interesting, Gresh and I, we kind of were going back and forth about the offense and the play calling and just maybe the two different styles of play calling Matt Patricia does with uh, Mac Jones and Zappy in there, and it was interesting to see that where you where it's like when Zappy's in there, it's basically slingshots and rocks, It's so you know, so so vanilla and basic, mm-hmm. and it works. But Mac being a smarter quarterback opens up more of the playbook, playbook in them for doing different things. But we've heard of the struggle, and how when Mac's in there, the plays are different. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of lost. Why doesn't Matt Patricia then run the slingshots and rock offense with <laughs> Mac Jones rather than trying to make it all you know uh, um, evolutionary with, with with all these different things? where it seems like Mac hasn't been able to get yep. a h- handle, handle on that. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of...
3: 100%. I think
5: it's because they invested all that
3: time in the off season, revamping the offense, making it more user-friendly. We're going to bring in guys. We want you to take shots down the field. We want to stretch defenses, put pressure on them. We have matchups. We're going to throw it. There's going to be five man protection. We're not going to keep extra guys in for you. We want you to be Mac Jones. We want you to be dynamic. We want you to be like you were when you had Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. Take over. Be our guy. And whether it be because of protection or bad decisions or inaccurate throws like the Pittsburgh one they got picked, he had a great matchup down the middle to Devontae Parker with uh, a linebacker on him. Bad throw. Meta got picked by Micah Fitzpatrick. So they want that offense to be what they're about because they have to contend with the Buffalo Bills. So I think that they're caught betwixt and between. Okay, we understand we have to be a 27-point-a-game offense at some point if we want to start winning games on the regular. But, man, we're losing games trying to do that. So I, I really think that's the essence of the difference in the play calling. And Matt, Matt Patricia kind of altered – he played a word game the other day. He said, no, 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 we're a game-plan team. The game plan's the same. Yes, the game plan's the same. The play calls are different. All
2: right, Tommy, uh, what do you think happens today?
3: Against my better judgment, I continue to think that the Mac Jones that we believed was in there will emerge.
2: So 23, <laughs> He's in there somewhere. 20,
3: 20 to 13
2: Patriots. All right. All right, Tom, All right. thank you, brother. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Gresham Keith at, uh, on Tuesday. Thank you. Love it. See you guys. There Thanks, we go. Tom. There goes uh, Tommy Kern with us on the Harbor One Hotline. We will get to the Patriots defense coming up. We'll get you a little update from uh, London as well, where they're back playing again here in the second half between the Jaguars and the Broncos. Ethan's got it all for you in Trending.
1: Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on
6: WEEI. Trending brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zutty, That's Zooty.com for your free trial. So trending now here at WEI and WEI.com. Week 8 of the NFL is currently underway as the third quarter is getting going here as the Jaguars currently lead the Broncos 10-7 in the third. Playing in London, obviously. Watch that on ESPN+. And then the Patriots and Jets getting set for 1 p.m. Eastern time as the Patriots are minus 2.5 favorites with the over-under currently set at 40 Around the college football things, Boston College pulling 13-3 yesterday to Connecticut in a tight contest there, and UMass losing to New Mexico State 23-13, and as I mentioned earlier, Holy Cross Crusaders beating the Fort Ham Rams 53-52 in an overtime game, moving to 8-0 on the season. Shout out to them. Around the hockey world for the Bruins, off to a hot start. Currently 8-1 and in the season. They are off until Tuesday with a game against the Penguins in Pittsburgh. And then for basketball, the Celtics, currently sitting at 3-2, and are getting set to play the Wizards in Washington later this afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I'm Ethan Sardulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. What is up with the Patriots' defense, and inactives are coming out.
2: We'll get you updated in the fantasy world next. Eleven twenty one on Weei Football Sunday. Game two, I guess, of week eight of the NFL is underway with the uh, Jags and the Broncos. Wait, this is this week eight? It's Week seven, I do believe. It is week eight. It is and the week eight. The buys in there.
4: It is week eight,
2: man. So this is really the even with seventeen, we can go official halfway point of the NFL season here. Yeah. Finally,
4: well. No, because there's 18 weeks in the NFL season. Well, right. I guess you're so right. So we got to go one the, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about the whole. Right. Ugh. The bye week. So, yeah, yeah there's 18 regular seasons. So so that the week, week nine. That so right. there we go. So uh, one so more to go. next week we can discuss it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll get to all that. And uh, what is up with the Patriots defense? Wiggy, how has Mac Jones ruined the Patriots defense? I'm only <laughs> playing, dog. No, but seriously, like this Patriots defense, it's been some good. And it's been some bad. In a loss in Miami, there was much more good than there was bad. Then you deal with Baltimore, and they can't slow down Lamar Jackson. Yesterday, yesterday, sorry, Monday, it felt like Chicago, it kind of took them to get into the second quarter before it was, okay, we're going to use some of these design Justin Fields runs, and then it really started to work. So
4: that was the worst game by through far. Through seven for weeks, what are we looking? I know at? they gave up more points against Baltimore, but mm-hmm. Chicago came in as one of the worst offenses in the league. We were questioning their coaching, their talent, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That was a mess of a team.
2: I and they, they Nikhil pick-
4: Harry. No, they do have Nikhil Harry. They picked up every third down. Right, it was outrageous. That, just how how dominant they were. So that leaves a real sour taste in your mouth because they shut out Detroit and then they held Nick Chubb and the Browns down. You are thinking, hey, this is going to be a team that at the very least dominates bad teams Mm -hmm. now don't expect that against Josh Allen or don't expect that against Joe Burrow but against teams like Chicago Cleveland New York they'd be able to handle their business they didn't at all against Chicago and then you factor in no Christian Barmore no Kyle Duggar today I don't know I'm kind of up in the air at the very least they don't have the Jets a mobile quarterback like like Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields and those are the two guys that have killed him this year right so I think they should be decent today.
5: It's a little bit easier to defend Nick Chubb in the running game. If that's all it is. If that's all it is. Then it is to defend a guy like Justin Fields or a guy like Lamar Jackson. If you go back and you look at that game and you, you know, your deep dive, you're all 22s again. Yep. It, a lot of, like, some of the runs that Justin Fields had, big runs, came off a of broken pass plays, mm-hmm. right? And so that becomes an issue. You see it, I mean, think about it nowadays. You see, that's why you see so many quarterbacks, they want them to be athletes. Because yep. once stuff breaks down and you get these broken plays and you got guys running in man-to-man coverages or, you know, seat, uh, so deep off in zone defenses, you have a quarterback that has the ability to utilize his legs as a real asset now you go from I think it was a third down pass play it was what what was it third and long, and that's the one
2: where he wiggled out of the pocket. Yeah, they he had good pocket integrity, but he but wiggled out of there. And it's made a hell right, of a play.
5: It's a broken play, and then boom! Look, we you even had one for Mac Jones, right? Oh yeah, the, the, yeah he, the, he did it. The red seas open up, and if you and those are the plays that when you look at what I think allowed Chicago to keep drives alive right. in the third downs, it was some of those you know, broken plays or a couple of design runs where they were let, they weren't, and the design runs that you were getting from Chicago were basically like quarterback sweeps and you weren't setting the edges. You were letting him get outside of you and you weren't setting those edges and that's when you had problems um, with him. Feels like a traditional
2: running game that's more of the between the tackles type stuff like Nick Chubb this team is pretty equipped to deal with.
5: Yeah, that that's it's much easier to deal with yeah. a, an offense like that. And
2: then these runs, you know, they've been different because while Tua didn't really run much in week one, we know Lamar, they're running quarterback power, for God's right. sakes. Nobody is really doing that in the league. But I just brought up the stats. The Patriots are 28th on third-down defense, yeah. allowing 44.44%. Now, the teams that are worse than them... Believe it or not, Philadelphia Mm -hmm. is 29th, Chicago is 30th, Detroit is 31st, and Atlanta is 32nd, and just in front of New England going into today, because I don't know what the updated stats are with the Jags, but the Jags were just in front of New England at 44.32%. That is not a Bill Belichick Yeah, and
5: see, but then I would say, this is where I would want you, you know, the stat geeks to really give me the information, okay... Are they giving up more? Are they putting themselves where it's third and five or less? Right. So, so is it? And then when you look at it, is it a third and five or less? Are they getting beat more because teams are running the football? Because teams are passing the football? Like those are some of the numbers that I want to see. Like where is the breakdown in your third down? Your your, your third down efficiency? Where is that breakdown coming from? Are you allowing too much on first and second down where teams are getting into third and third and three to five? You know, third and one to three, so it's easier them for for them to pick up first downs, or are they able to run the football because maybe you're going to a smaller package on defense, mm-hmm. which is allowing teams to run it, or so those are the numbers that you'd you'd have to kind of see why they're they're so poorly. But I'm willing. If I had to bet anything, you and Bill tells you this, and anybody would tell you, the reason why you're successful on third down on either side of the football is because. You're winning on first and second right.
4: down. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, I do think that the Patriots defense should have a bit of a bounce back week this week. Yeah. right. Like Zach Wilson doesn't really do much to scare you. He's thrown for, you know, just over 100 yards each of the last two weeks. Their best offensive player probably was their rookie, Brees Hall, who went got hurt and mm-hmm. out for the season uh, towards ACL against Denver. So you take him out. He led the team in rushing five of the seven games, led the team in receiving one of the games. He's out. I think it, I think points are going to be at a premium because on the flip side of it I don't know if the Patriots are going to be able to score a ton of points against this Jess defense right. either I think both teams kind of go in with a
5: with a similar game plan. it comes it's very simple in this game which quarterback doesn't make the mistakes right that that that's that sounds yeah,
4: we had that crazy stack rush we we're talking about on Friday mm-hmm. about the when the Patriots under Mac Jones win the turnover battle, they're, like, undefeated. When they lose the turnover battle, they've, like, lost every game. Two and nine and or, then, or something yeah, it's like not that. crazy. And like, then they're really right in the tilting. middle when
5: it's, yeah. So, so that's as easy as That's it, what as this game's going to be. Yeah. Whether it's Zach Wilson, whether it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, uh, it's which quarterback doesn't make the bonehead mistakes mm-hmm. that leads to the other team capitalizing on that. And that's what it's going to be because you're talking about two defenses that are solid, right? You know, two defense yeah. that are solid, oh, yeah. good sure. defenses, you would say, um, on all three levels. And you look at, at least now, the way Robert Salas Sal coaching those guys, he's kind of got them buying in. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill, what he does as a coach, it's going to come down to which quarterback doesn't make the mistake. You know, yeah. and that's whether it's a sack-strip fumble, whether it's a bad decision that leads to an interception... That's what you're ultimately going to see in this football game on determining who wins. But I'm with you; I think points are going to, you know, going to be hard to come by. Yeah, uh, I got the uh, third down
2: breakdown that you were looking for. Wings. There you go. There's, there uh, is. Websites that have it out there uh, on uh, in terms of third down rushing, uh, third and one. They've allowed every conversion. Uh, the third and six, they've allowed the one time they had to deal with that in terms of running the ball. And it's, it's kind of all over the map, like just in terms of, they've had 24 plays at third and two, they've had, what is it? 20 plays at third and six, where they've allowed half of those to be converted. And believe it or not, how about this? So third and nine, they've, they've had four plays. They've, they only allowed one conversion. Third and ten, half of the times the team converted. Third and eleven through fifteen, it's been six times the offense has converted thirty three percent of the time, and they've had four times of third and sixteen plus, and they've allowed a conversion half the time. Mm. So it's kind of all over the place, really, in terms
5: of the kind of third downs they've given up. But you, but you, you brought that up. Like if it's if they're giving up conversions half of the time, that's really good on the like. you go in, in a, into an offensive game. And they usually like, they have all these stats on the board in the you know, the the, the team offensive room. Here's what we'd like to be on third down. Forty percent. Forty percent. If you could be like somewhere around forty percent on third down, that is a win for the offense. So if you're saying that defensively, third and fifteen or whatever, half the time they're giving it up, that means that they're giving up third and fifteens or whatever, third and twelve or fifteens up fifty percent of the time. That is not very good for a defense, you know. It, it's one thing if you're saying, well, you know what, third and two, you know, maybe they're about fifty percent there. Okay, that's a little bit more, you know, that you could deal with that because it's third and two. But when you start to look at some of these longer down third down distance, and you're giving mm-hmm. up fifty percent of the, the t- half of the time, you're giving up a first down. That's a major problem. Yeah,
2: there, uh, there, there have been some issues on uh, a lot of those third downs, and and again, but that's also where. You know, like they they gave up a third and eight scramble. Right. I can't remember. that that feels like Lamar Jackson or what just happened against yep. Justin Fields. And like Zach
4: Wilson can do it, right? Like he, yeah. If 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 Lamar Jackson's at the top of quarterbacks running, and then Fields is down a couple pegs, uh, Zach Wilson's ahead of say Mac Jones, mm-hmm. but he's not up in that top no. tier either. So he might pick up one of those, but I don't. I don't think I'd be shocked. If all of a sudden we're looking at it and they're, the Jets are 10 of 15 on third down, right. or something And Zach crazy Wilson's like that. got Zach like 79 yards
5: like rushing yeah. or something like that. No, I'm with you on that. So I th- so t- that's why I said it's more about can you do what you did to Zach Wilson last year and put him in a position mm-hmm. where you make him turn the ball? What if you have? Four interceptions against you last year, or, uh, uh, three or four interceptions when the Patriots played the Jets in, I can't remember whether it was week two or three. You want to be able to put Zach Wilson in that position, you know, and that I think ultimately is the biggest thing.
4: All right. Inactives are out. What do we got Keith? Well, kind of already knew the main ones, right? Yep. We already heard about David Andrews, Kyle Duggar, Christian Barmore. Those are the three that had already been ruled out. Three starters. The other three just to round it out are Sam Roberts, Kevin Harris, and Sean Wade. So no real. So no, there. Real surprise yeah, no real there. surprise there, the, but again, uh,
2: the Jets inactives, by the way, uh quarterback, Joe Flacco quarterback, Chris Stiebler, Wide receiver Corey Davis, defensive end Jermaine Johnson, uh, corner Br- uh, Bryce Hall, and safety Tony Adams.
4: <laughs> so they have a Bryce Hall and a Brees Hall on their team. Huh? Yeah that 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 <laughs> feels uh, that feels a little. So confusing. no Corey Davis. They've already said Elijah Moore, who didn't play last week because he wants to be traded. He is going to play this week. So I wonder, is this like a showcase game for him? I know they said they're not going to trade him, but you always say that. Flacco's inactive. So what? White
2: is their backup, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, odd.
4: Uh, well, Flacco. No, it's true, <laughs> but you <laughs> You're know, sink or swim with Zach Wilson, I guess. At this yeah, point.
2: apparently so. So there we go. And yeah, it's the big three that we knew that were going right. to be out for New England, and then uh, pretty much nobody else. I just saw a uh, tweet from Fitzy where apparently. Uh, Batman is a Jets fan. There's a dude dressed as Batman yeah, in the parking lot. He's out there uh, doing, the, lot and, doing the
4: tailgates talking to Jets fans. I'm sure he's yeah, going as well as you can imagine. That
2: is something. So it also means that Josh Bledsoe is active for the second time this year for the Patriots. And that's a young guy with some size. And, again, it just uh, makes me wonder how the back end of that, uh, of the secondary is going to look. Um, Wiggs, how much defensively have the Patriots been hurt by uh, Jake Bailey not having a banner season to this point. So I think that was a part of some of Mm -hmm. the secret sauce of last year is Bailey had a great year. This week they brought in four – they gave him a contract extension, and then it's like, well, we'll bring in four punters to try to scare you, I guess. Right. And then Cam Acord, the special teams coordinator, says on Friday, oh, don't worry, he's going to be fine. It's almost like nothing to see here. Does that all tie in together in terms of uh, how the punter has struggled and maybe hurting the defense a little bit? Well, like?
5: yeah, I, m- I mean, in Bill's mind, it's about uh, flipping the field with field position, right, or mm-hmm. how many times you could pin teams down inside in the 20 when you, when you look at, you know, those midfield punts so I think it's more about and isn't he one of the the worst when it comes to net overall net punting? I think the net punting has been uh, pretty sketch
2: this year. Now some of that
5: is also on the on the the coverage team as well, right? But if you look at but that's my thing. See the great thing about the stats is you can look and go back and see. Well, you know what a, what's the average return yards against their punt team versus just where the punts are, right? So if there if the average return t, return yards against the Patriots is let's say you know, 12, 15 yards, and that means, okay, punt returners are doing a good job. But if he, if, the, if the the number's lower, then it's more about Jake Bailey and not getting those good punts. So I think that's ultimately, when you look at it, I mean, it's big for Bill because it is about field position, and you've seen it before, and he's having one of those down years, but that's on him more than anything else. Uh, Patriots are
2: allowing 10.2 yards. uh, It says here return average Mm -hmm. 10.2 for 22nd in the league. Apparently, they're tied with Arizona, and they're down towards the bottom of the league. Because I'm looking at, but is that their return? Is Is that that, is no, no, no? That's what the Patriots are allowing. That they're allowing. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that, that's not very uh, – nope. and, and by the way, Cleveland is at like 17.1. They're last in the league. Yep. Cincinnati is at 16.0. They're 31st in the
5: league. Any good – like you go in any – if you ever get a chance to go in any one of these, um you know, football facilities and walk into an offense or a defense or even a special teams meeting room, they got up there. Special teams is punt return. Keep teams under seven yards a return if you could do that. and ten is just, and then on the other side, if you're a punt, if you're on the punt return team, hey, if we can get ten yards, that's one first mm-hmm. down. That's a good return for us. So they're not doing a good job as far as their coverage team and their punt team. Isn't
2: this two years in a row though yeah. that Cam court has been kind of sketch? Whereas yeah. normally Belichick like would have. I would have thought pulled the plug on the guy. Yeah, or last
4: year was really weird because. Can he coach quarterbacks, Cam Acorn, and put Joe Judge back in? As it, a special was, teams it was guy? funny because last year it was a real tell which national guys weren't paying attention to the Patriots like mm-hmm. game by game mm-hmm. because they would say all the cliche stuff like, you know, they're going to be coached well. You know, they're going to be good in special teams. And you're like, well, no, they're not good in special teams
5: anymore. <laughs> think get, I they, think they have like three or four they blocks. Got of, like, punts
4: blocked. Yeah. They got penalties. Their punter has like one of the worst net averages in the league. Their kicker is good, but you can't kick them from outside of. 50 like they weren't a very good special teams group and I'll, I'll tell you even last week like marcus jones i like the idea of marcus jones but how many kickoffs did he bring out inside and didn't get it to the 25 well like that's a, that's obnoxious and it's funny because zappy came in uh throws touchdown
2: pass then they get the lead and then marcus jones like from two yards in where he could have let it go returns it, and gets it to the 30, and then before then, you're right, like the first couple of returns, even after that, it was like was inside the 25, and it was like, wait, what in the world are you doing there? Yeah. But a lot of that got, got wrapped up into the whole, oh, quarterback this, quarterback that, look, at even hurt the punt returners. They've just been pretty sketchy, have the Patriots on uh, on special teams this year. Uh, the Jets, I don't know if you saw this, Wiggs, did you see Robert Sala at the beginning of the week reference that, the Jets have lost 12 in a row in the division to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for a couple overtime wins, it would have been like 21 or something insane like that. Um, but he did it without mentioning the Patriots by name. And they put it up on the Jets' Twitter. And maybe they're just protecting the coach or whatever, but they're definitely banging the drum down there about, this is our way to be better. How much pressure is on the Jets today to validate their 5-2 and two record and slay the dragon to them
5: that is the New England Patriots. I think there's a lot of pressure on them, right? It's when you look at the New York, you look at the Jets, people always go, oh, you know, horrible franchise, right? You know, they the only time they really were good was during the Rex Ryan run. But the Patriots, Bill always has their number. Bill, that's the one game, you know, Bill, that's the. Yeah, yeah, that's the game that he oh, hates. It's the, it's he the hates that's the, the rival game. That's the Michigan Ohio yeah. State. That's that's that rival game. So if you're the Jets, you're in a position right now where you're five and two. You know it's going to be difficult for you to beat Buffalo, but you could potentially be a playoff team, a mm-hmm. wild card team. Mm-hmm. This game here is like, all right, this shows us and the rest of the league that we are for real because we can beat the Patriots. We can beat a Bill Belichick team. We can do that stuff. And we heard Robert Sala say this at the beginning of the year. You know, he's got all those receipts. He's taking receipts. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Now, you know all those guys
4: are defensive. He coaches. tried to We're walk that back it. this week yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's in good position right, they are. right now. And think about what a gap through eight weeks. If the Jets win, they go to six and two and the Pats fall to three and five. Oh man. Like, talk about when was the last time you saw
5: that big of a gap between the Jets and Patriots on that end? Right. Forever. Oh I, my
4: God. You'd have to
2: go
5: probably to the nine. You'd have mm-hmm. to go to, You'd have to probably go to the '98 season when Parcells was coaching the Jets. Yeah, somewhere along those lines. Yeah, yeah,
2: you're right. That'd you know? be one of those years where yeah. uh, P.T. was what eight and eight in yeah. his Chris last Martin, season. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and the whole Curtis Martin theft and all that kind of
5: stuff. Yeah. So this is a big game for the New Huge. York Jets. Yep, this is a big, big game for them. This is their, this is their chance of all right. We can slay the dragon. The Dolphins have kind of already proven that you know they could do that. Yeah,
4: they've beaten you a bunch. You know, the Jets they, have not. Yeah, and and, <laughs> the and the it's Jets about
5: and it's about the regular season where where mm-hmm. we are. Right now, so this is hu- this is a huge game for the Jets and Robert Sala down there.
2: Your inactives were presented by the Catches Law Group, New England construction workers. If you're injured on the job, Catches has your back at catcheslaw.com. And we're coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studio. By the way, the Six Rings postgame show will come up right after the game with Fitzy and Hart. Those guys will be breaking it all down. I know Kyrie Thompson will be joining them. And, of course, they will be taking your calls on the post game show right after the game. Uh, who is under the microscope today in the NFL? Believe it or not, with the trade deadline on Tuesday, hmm. there's a lot of teams that are under the microscope today. We'll start to peel that and talk about the rest of the league next on WEEI Football Sunday. The latest from London, the Broncos have a 14-10 lead on the Jaguars. 14-20 to go, fourth quarter. Man, you you see life out of the Jags offensively you do and then it's you know they they make a pick or uh they they get a turnover or they miss field goals or Travis whatnot. Etienne
4: already has 122 yards rushing. They still got the whole fourth quarter to play.
2: You can see in Jacksonville uh-huh. like now for the first time it feels like they're uh, they're really building there. Uh, but, boy, oh, boy. But like they might they lose can't to the Broncos. They might yeah. lose to the Broncos. Yeah, that's where they're He's exactly right. And the Broncos are no great shakes. No. And Wilson hasn't played very well at all. Nope. Mr. High Knee. And we addressed that with Wiggy earlier yeah, today. Yeah. What happened, s- happened to him, man? I don't know. I think it was
4: always in there, but the team was good. The defense was great. And they, I think they just kind of like. Yeah, but he it.
5: statistically was good.
4: Oh, no. He was great for a while.
5: You're right. Like two years ago. That was great. I, that's why I'm wondering... How much is, like, the shoulder or whatever? There's like he has some shoulder injuries. Yeah, he's engine.
4: got a couple different things, right? Also, like, a hamstring, right. too. He's got but, two different injuries. But then, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett right. might be the worst coach. Right. So, league.
5: I'm wondering I wonder what the new ownership does. Do they go, you know what? We invested all this money into uh, Russell time. Wilson. Yeah. Let's try to get a, his guy in here or somebody that we feel like. Because isn't that what the league is nowadays when you start to look at these elite quarterbacks is get guys mm-hmm. that they want to be with. Mm-hmm. that they feel like, okay, this guy can help me. And I think if you're paying Russell Wilson all that money, I think that's something that you have to do. They just showed a stat saying that in the first
2: nine season, Russell Wilson was rushing it for, I think it said – like 33 yards a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now he's down to like 12. Mm-hmm. So some of it might yeah, be, yeah, and uh, they just had half of the offensive line jump off sides now. And Russell Wilson just <laughs> puts the hands on the, on the hips for a little bit and then turns around and does the corny
4: clapping and all that kind of stuff. It is amazing when you sit, and I know they all have different degrees of success in their careers, but what Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Matthew Stafford are all going through this year, like at the beginning of the year they were all easily top 10 quarterbacks mm-hmm. and now it's like my god now again some of it's more out of their hands than others but right. still the shine on all four of those guys is right
5: and off. the and and the and I would say Brady and Rodgers are the only two that sometime get the benefit of oh it's the team that they're on
4: yeah, right. Stafford, it's like he. Why, why does he suck? And Russell Wilson's like he sucks. Right. It's like the other two guys are like, yeah, it's not their problem.
5: Uh, on the spot
2: today in the NFL, just in terms of uh, looking up and down the uh, looking up and down the schedule, uh, the Raiders are two and four. Devontae Adams has had the flu. Darren Waller is out. Are things just
4: not lining up for the Raiders this year? Yeah, they've been uh disappointing. I think yeah. Adams is active, but uh He Adams is active. So, yeah, he Waller's had the flu, out. felt yeah, better, yeah. but Waller's out and no, they've, they've been, been very... riding Josh Jacobs for yeah. like three weeks. This is a big game for them. I mean, if they if they fall to two and five and you just lost to the Raiders, or I'm sorry, the Saints. Mm-hmm. Like that is Well the a- the AFC, even though it might not be yet quite as strong as we thought going in. You're still competing with so many teams. There's going to be mm-hmm. a million teams that are at four and four after this week, or give or take a game. You can't fall two games below 500, or three games below
5: 500. Well, it, isn't it? A, isn't it amazing? Like when you start to look at the league and you start to look and go, isn't it? It's about whether or not players or coaches get the team to buy in or buy into the team that they have. Because look at Brian Dable in New York. Uh,
4: I'm doing pretty well.
5: He's
2: coaching to his talent,
5: right? And the team, but the team is also buying into that coaching, right? Oh yeah. You look at the Raiders, and they had they they you know going in, we thought that they have talent. They do have talent, but it doesn't seem like the team is buying in to what Josh McDaniels is trying to do, and so I think that's like those are the things I, I think a lot of people tend to overlook how important. It is for you to hire a coach that players will buy into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you could see that if you got a guy, you can turn things around. Mm-hmm. Dayball's doing it with basically no quarterback. Right? That's right. He's doing it with, you know, pretty much the same group of players that they've had, you know,
2: last year. He's riding Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. and they're doing what the Bengals did last year. They're winning close games. Mm-hmm. Six and less, they're winning more of those games than they're losing
5: by far, and that was the Cincinnati formula once they started to figure it out a little bit last year. On Cincinnati, also, they bought into what the coach was. You had the quarterback, and then it almost seems like then you get the wide receiver and things start to go in the right direction for you. And I just look at the Raiders, man, like, wow. That Cardinals loss is what's really biting the Raiders in the ass, where they had the lead,
2: yep. they blew it, and then they lose it in overtime. Hunter Renfro had Fumbled the fumble. on the sideline, yep. Yeah, that was a guy that you thought would be uh, okay hunter renfro and it just uh it yep. hasn't clicked for some reason uh expectations for malik willis today with tennessee could this be the changing of the guard or is mm-hmm. this just hey we're patching it up and trying to beat the worst team in our division and maybe the worst team in football in houston
4: well i mean he is a rookie third round pick right so he's drafted ahead of bailey zappy but he yep. wasn't like You know, as soon as you draft somebody in the first round, the clock is ticking. Whether it's week one, two, three, four, you're like, when's that guy going to play? But I think Tannehill, like, the shines come off of him. He was really good when he first got there and even a year after that. But now it's like, "Mm, he's probably holding them back more than pushing them forward. Lost his
2: OC, lost Johnny Smith. I mean, for as much as John was. AJ Brown. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot going on there. Can Malik Willis
5: be that, like, lightning bolt that gives them all like, oh, this could re-energize our offense. I think
4: mm-hmm. there's a little bit of that, or just a bit of the unknown. Like, we were just dealing right. with here. Like it was, you know, Bailey Zappy for a game or two, and you're like, oh, well, maybe
5: there could be more of this. So if he comes in and plays ball right away, I don't know if they rush to give the job back to Tanner. And now. see, I think in that situation, I think it's maybe a little bit different even here because I think Vrabel's starting to look at it, and people are starting to go question, not like beating the drum question, but it's like, all right, Vrabel, You always you coach well. You get your team in this position where it seems like they're always gonna be. Oh, this is you gotta watch out for the Titans this year. Could Mm -hmm. this be the Titans year? So now it's like, does Vrabel say if Malik Willis plays well, let me go with him because Tannehill? Rich, you just brought it up. He's not the guy. So how long you gonna ride that thing? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, how long do you ride Tannehill if Tannehill's not doing anything for you before you say? Maybe we just put Malik Wilson there. We we run the football. You know, we try to play defense, and we just get him to not make bad decisions and say, use your athletic ability. Here's, here's how we want you to play. We're going to turn on the tape for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to tell you, we want you to watch Jalen Hurts, and we want you to play like that mm-hmm. here in Tennessee. And then there's maybe that give Rabel the saying of, You know, all right, now it's time for me to make this move to uh, Willis full-time. How do they figure
2: out to get to the next level? Because Tennessee is very much uh, at that point. We'll also uh, rip through some of the other games in the NFL coming up here on Weei Football Sunday. We head into the final hour. The trade deadline is right around the corner. And according to reports, the Patriots are willing to listen on two players in particular. That I don't know if any of us are going to want them to move on from. We'll get to that next on Weei Football Sunday.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over
1: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with
0: eligible trade-in when you switch.